Welcome to the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show, where we talk all things fantasy football, from player news, rankings, projections, and even trade advice. Everything to help you win your fantasy football league. And now, your hosts, Bob Miller and Tommy Harvey. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show, brought to you by DynastyProsFootball.com, your source for all things Dynasty League football. I am your host, Bob Miller, and of course, I have my co-host here, Tommy Harvey, with me. Tommy, how are you doing, sir? Just living the dream, buddy. How are you? Man, I can't complain. Can't complain at all. Uh, You know, we're getting this show out a a day late because uh, we completely recorded last night and there was all kinds of technical difficulties that I didn't know until we went back and listened to it. So uh, doing a whole thing uh, all over again with some uh, little tweaks here and there as well. So, uh, you know, as, as right now we're actually watching this Thursday night game between the Panthers and the Falcons, and I'll tell you... Uh, Mike Davis owners have to be extremely pissed off right now because Curtis Samuel, I think for the second week in a row, has now run in a touchdown. Um, they're using him in the red zone as a running back. I mean, goodness gracious, what is going on there? Yep, not great, Bob. Not nope, great. Nope, not <laughs> not at all. Hey, but listen, Julio's getting a lot of targets already, so uh, any Julio Jones owners out there are pretty happy to, to uh, get this uh, game started off. Well, this show, we're going to talk about a few things here. We're going to really, really focus, uh, first of all, on the trades, the NFL trades that we uh, we want to see happen and some of the trades that we think actually are going to happen. We're also going to do our weekly players to sell high on and players to buy low on. And then we're going to give you all a few running backs out there, uh, some sneaky running back plays for this weekend that may still be on your waiver wire. Um, so if you're in a pinch, you've got bye weeks and injuries and whatever in the hell else is going on in 2020, some of these running backs may be able to help your starting lineup, uh, this coming Sunday. So without further ado, we don't really have any big, big news as far as trades this week. I mean, some defensive players have, uh, have changed teams. Carlos Dunlap, you know, Yannick Ngakwe last week. Um, you know, some guys have made some moves, Everson Griffin, but, no offensive players, Tommy. No, no offensive players have uh, have changed teams just yet. But there is kind of one guy that people are sniffing around right now, and and that's Dez Bryant. You know, the Baltimore Ravens officially signed Dez uh, a couple of days ago. They've got him in training camp now. Well, training camp. They've got him on the practice field now. Um, and, and he's looking really, really good. I know he's not young by any means, but uh, he's not old by any means either. Here's the question, though. I've seen a lot of people picking him up just in case. Do you think that Des Bryant is, is – does he is he fantasy worthy right now? Should people be picking him up? What's your thoughts there? I mean, he's probably worth a, he's probably worth a stash if you have a deep roster. Um Shallow roster, I'm, I'm not. I'm not touching them. But deep roster, sure, why not? Let's see what he has left in the tank. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I'm a I'm a big Baltimore Ravens fan. Uh, no, uh, no doubt about that. And Baltimore desperately needs a wide receiver to uh, that can go up and get the ball and and, and catch those contested uh, throws, I suppose. And Des, you know, I mean, 
in his prime, that was what he did, and that's what he did best. And 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 the thing is, is Miles Boykin for the Ravens is just not getting it. I mean, he looks great in practice, um, but when it, when the lights come on and it's game time, he's making mistakes. He's running uh, bad routes. He's running the wrong routes. Um, he's just not contributing like we would hope that he would. And Des Bryant is a very—I wouldn't even call it low risk. It's no risk and probably a decently high reward if they can get that guy opposite of Hollywood Brown because, I mean, that passing attack, it's nothing to be scared of right now. I mean, you know, Mark Andrews is, is you know, is a, is a freak, and he's unstoppable, but when your number one wide receiver is Hollywood Brown at five foot nine, you're not scaring anyone out there. Um, so Dez could definitely help the team out in a couple of weeks once he gets, you know, gets the playbook down. And they could throw up those contested, you know, passes. You know, he gets a one-on-one out there, and uh, maybe he could jump up and get it. And, and I'm going to tell you, I follow him on Instagram. I've done it for a couple of years now, and, and he looks fantastic. He's He works out like crazy. He's out running routes and catching passes and working out, working out, working out. He has definitely got a chip on his shoulder, and he's showing it right now. He's so humbled and so blessed to be back in the league. Um and the Ravens are a definite contender. So I think all of that could uh, could lead to some decent fantasy production down the road. But I do agree with you, Tommy. I don't think I'm touching him, especially if I have a shallow bench, you know, five, six bench spots, even seven. I'm probably not messing with him right now. But if you're in a, you know, deep dynasty type of league, then definitely go snatch him up because, hell, there's probably nothing out there on the waiver wire. So it won't hurt. I mean, he might be able to help you out in a bye week or something. Well, and also just a little foreshadowing, we do have a couple of trade ideas for, for the Ravens a little bit later on the show, so stay tuned. Absolutely. And and, and here's another foreshadowing, if you want to go foreshadow some stuff here. Um, the Ravens do play the Cowboys in a few weeks. No, I, I don't even want to go there right now. So I'm just saying, you know, Dez Bryant revenge game maybe, but... Uh, yeah. You know, that would be interesting to see that, you know, him throw up the X uh, against Dallas. That would be pretty uh, pretty wild. But, yeah. yeah. It, it, well, it, Dallas' team, he'd probably do it two or three times. So <laughs> Yeah, that defense has been pretty pretty rough so far. But, yeah, if, if you're out there thinking about picking up Dez, if you've got a shallow bench, don't mess with him at all. It's not going to do anything for you. Now, there's a lot of guys on the waiver wire that you could probably pick up. I know there's leagues where Nelson Aguilar is, is available and – and maybe even someone like Russell Gage. Uh, there's some guys like that. And, and Tommy, you and Levi Ellis do the Dynasty Pros waiver wire show every Monday night. Are there some other wide receivers that may not have been picked up off the waiver wire? I mean, the dust has settled. The waiver wire, you know, processed yesterday morning in most leagues. Um, are there some guys that you think of that could still be on the waiver wire right now that would be worth maybe picking up over someone like Dez? Sure. I mean, um, Sterling Shepard is, is on a lot of waiver wires. Um, Alan Lazard will be coming back soon. I'm sure he's on a lot of waiver wires because he was probably dropped after he got injured. Um, those are those are two guys just right off, right off the top of the head. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with both of those. And like I said, uh, Nelson Aguilar is putting up nice, mm-hmm. nice points right now with uh, Henry Ruggs um, kind of being off and on injured. So, uh that would be a guy that I would target as well. So, uh, yeah, yeah, let's let's kind of not mess with Dez right now, and let's see what happens in the next couple of weeks. Um, so, Tommy, let's get into some of our players to buy low on for this week and some of the players we want to 
you know, we recommend selling right now. So let's start. Let's start with players to sell, shall we? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Excuse me. So I want to start with your team, the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm going to tell you, one of the guys I'm shopping, and I'm shopping hardcore right now, is Ezekiel Elliott. Um, It might be crazy. And listen, if you're in a dynasty league or, or, or something like that, it might be a little nuts to to trade him depending on the package you get in return but if i'm in a redraft league um i'm selling i'm selling i'm selling and a guy that i've offered him for that i'm trying to get in return a running back that maybe i could is someone like derrick henry but you know talking about zeke tommy you know so much about this team and that offensive line looks rough and they've lost their quarterbacks and their, their offense is not scary right now, and Zeke is just not putting up fantasy points. He's not even putting up RB2 numbers, let alone RB1 numbers. So I think you can kind of sell on him right now, that name. And if you can get like a Derrick Henry or like a Dalvin Cook, um, mm-hmm. maybe even a James Robinson. I mean, dare I say James <laughs> Robinson. Um, that's some guys I would be targeting with selling um, Zeke. Now, in, in a dynasty league, I don't know. I mean, you, you're kind of against trading him in a dynasty, but let me ask you this. If you're in a redraft league right now, or even in a, like a keeper league, would you trade Zeke straight up? If you're a contender, would you trade him straight up for a Derrick Henry? Yeah, in a, in a redraft league, I would in a heartbeat. Um, Derrick Henry is is going to win you games right now, whereas Zeke isn't. Um, he's He plays behind a terrible offensive line, their defense is so bad that they're constantly having to throw the ball because they're playing from behind. Yep. Um, so, I mean, he may pick up quite a few PPR points, but, I mean, that's really going to be about it. He's not going to be running the ball a whole lot. No, no, he's just not putting up those elite points with that you drafted him for. And 2020 is struck again. I mean, if you took uh... – you know, Christian McCaffrey, number one, or if you took Saquon, number two, or now if you've taken Zeke, number three, man, we're all feeling your pain right now. Um, so I would I would trade him while I still could because if another week goes by with a mediocre performance, his value is going to drop that much more. Um, and then another week after that, it's just going to keep going down. So trade him now and, and target someone like Dalvin. Target Derrick Henry because those guys are going to put up a substantial amount of more points moving forward for the rest well, of the like season. Well, it's like you said, James, James Robinson is another one. He's He's been great, and I, I can almost guarantee you if you go to the James Robinson owner and offer him Zeke straight up, he'll take it. Absolutely. Now, quick, quick question for you, Tommy. What running backs have more fantasy points than James Robinson right now? Uh, the answer to that is Alvin Kamara and Alvin Kamara only. Exactly. So it may not be sexy, but he's the number two running back in PPR leagues. He's number two, man. So you can't you can't dispute that. I mean, it might be crazy to fathom the idea of trading Zeke for someone like James Robinson, but do it. You want to win games. You want to win money. Uh, you, you know, you want to talk in, a little talk a little trash in, with the fellas. Right. You got to make moves that are going to win. In redraft, don't don't do that in dynasty. Do it in redraft. Yeah, yeah, probably not doing that in dynasty. And I'll tell you, you and I kind of talked last night about this. I would probably still trade Zeke straight up for Derrick Henry in a dynasty league right now because 
Derrick Henry is going to help you win this year, and that is really what kind of puts it over the edge. But Derrick Henry's still going to put up damn good points next year and probably the year after that, you know, just like Zeke. So you're not really getting too much of a huge drop-off. You're just getting uh, – you're just kind of getting out of that Zeke business right now and not let him hurt your team, um, you know, because you draft – whoever got him, got him in the first round, man. So you got to do something. you got to make moves and, 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 and kind of get out while the getting's good right now with Zeke if you can, so. Who, Tommy, who's another guy you're you're uh, you're selling high on this this week? I'm selling high on Chase Edmonds. Um, mm, Chase, his huh? value, yeah, his value probably won't be any higher than what it is right now. Um, he's he's going to take over that that the RB one spot in in Arizona. Um, Kenyon Drake is hurt. Chase Edmonds has been more productive than than what Kenyon Drake has been, and he's going to take over that job. Yeah, um, I, I I agree. They're they're on a buy this week, but that that should not prevent you from being able to sell high on him. Yeah, I've had some guys approach me because you know me, man. I I, uh, I bought into Kenyon Drake this year. I own a lot of Kenyon Drake, but luckily I handcuffed him, mm-hmm. and and I've got Chase Edmonds in every league that I own Kenyon Drake. So, and listen, everyone's kind of seen that. Chase Edmonds, he's getting the third down work. He's getting the passes. He's catching, um, you know, he's getting the catches. and So he's far more valuable in PPR. And and they keep trying to run Kenyon Drake up the middle. They're trying to pound it with him, and he's just not that guy. He's little. He's a guy you need to get out in space and let him make people miss, but they're not doing that for him. They're doing that for Chase Edmonds. And Chase Edmonds, he looks substantially better than Kenyon Drake, and no one can dispute that. So a lot of people have been kind of rolling their eyes going, man, when are they, when's the Cardinals going to realize this? And I don't wish injury upon anyone. I don't, man. I hate if, you know, these guys are out there working their tails off to try and make money to, you know, feed their families and have a good life. And I hate to see someone get hurt. But sometimes you, you, you kind of, you're not against it if someone misses a couple of games, and this is one of those cases that the because you knew if Chase Edmonds goes down, oh Kenyon Drake's gonna blow up. But here's the other thing: if Kenyon Drake goes down, then you know Chase Edmonds is gonna blow up. Well, the time has come, and 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 like you said, and Chase Edmonds is the better running back. He's gonna most likely secure the RB one duties there uh, over the next few weeks, and then when Kenyon Drake comes back, I think he's gonna be playing second fiddle. Um, to Chase Edmonds. He's going to be the Robin to Chase Edmonds' Batman, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, I, it, it, it's kind of hard. You know, if you can get a, a good return for Chase, then I'm definitely selling him. But he right now, man, he's an RB1. He's an RB1 in that offense, and that's going to be kind of hard to trade, especially, golly, with all the injuries and, and, and underperformers we've had so far. But you also have to take this into Take this into account. Um, Kenyon Drake was being not properly utilized. No. So does Chase Edmonds slide into what Kenyon Drake was doing, and and lose and, and not be properly utilized? Well, he may not be properly utilized. I get that, but he's he's going to get all of the work, and and that's worth something there. So right now you've got an RB one. Um, you can, I have no problem selling him. You know, you and I are in a, we'll trade anyone at the right price. 
Um, so Chase is, it, you, you know, he's a lottery ticket. You took him at the end of draft or even off of the waiver wire. So he is a lottery ticket right now, and he's going to produce for you. So if you're in desperate need and you need that RB1, then I'd keep him. But if he's expendable, if he's just that kind of backup that you just you put on your bench, you know, stashed him, sell. Sell, so yeah. See if you get something out of him. Yeah, sell high on him. See, see if you could trade him and maybe get like James Robinson or something like that. So uh, that's someone that I definitely recommend. So here, here's another guy I'm I'm selling on right now. Call me crazy, but DJ Chark, with the mess that's going on in Jacksonville right now, he hasn't put up very good points the last couple of games, and now the news has come out today that Gardner Minshew was playing with you know fractures and and his thumbs all jacked up on his throwing hand. And we could see Mike Glennon. I mean, we we already heard that Gardner was probably going to get benched, but now you know we're thinking Mike Glennon might be coming in. You and I kind of think differently on this. You think Mike Glennon might be a good thing for DJ Chart? I think Glennon has a stronger arm than Minshew. I think he has the ability to get him the ball. Uh, Minshew's arm isn't isn't overly impressive. I mean, he's he he just kind of somehow gets the job done sometimes, but. Uh, Glennon has a better arm. He's going to be able to get the ball to him downfield. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I, I uh, you know, I'm talking with a guy in a dynasty league right now where I am just hurting at running back. And, and, I, and you know the league I'm talking about because you and I are in this. And, man, I was super, super loaded at running back in this league. I mean, I'm talking uh, Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley. I've got J.K. Dobbins, Chris Carson, uh God, who else do I have? You know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I mean, I was loaded up, but I've lost Nick Chubb. I've lost Saquon. Now I've lost Chris Carson. Um, I'm having to roll Frank friggin' Gore out there. And, you know, I'm talking with a guy about, you know, DJ Chark for for um, Kareem Hunt. And I think I kind of want to make that deal just because I really need a running back. Um, and I have a little bit of depth at wide receiver. And, and it is a dynasty league, I get that, but, um, you know, I'm a contender now. I want to win now, and I mean, and, and Kareem Hunt's not anything to shake a stick at. He puts up solid, solid-ass points every week, if not more than DJ Chark. I'd rather have Kareem Hunt than DJ Chark anyways. So, I mean, I, if I'm you, I'm definitely making that deal and getting Kareem Hunt. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of there with you. I am there with you. So, who's another guy? Um, there's a guy playing right now on television that you're uh, you're all about maybe selling high on right now. Yeah, uh, Robbie Anderson. Um, he's had the he's had the best season of his career so far, um, but I kind of see those targets he was he was getting earlier in the season kind of slowly shifting towards DJ Moore. So I'm. I'm I wouldn't be be opposed to getting to getting out of out of the Robbie Anderson business if I could get something good for him. Yeah, you would be selling high on him, and 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 I do see that you know DJ Moore was not really putting up the points. I mean, Robbie Anderson was putting up the points you thought DJ Moore was going to be putting up, and um, it's starting to kind of slip more into DJ Moore's favor. It it kind of reminds me the last couple of years in Minnesota where Adam Thielen was like. He was the man the first half of the season, and then it, Stephon Diggs took over the second half. I'm wondering if this is kind of how this is going to go uh, in Carolina. So, yeah, Robbie Anderson, still, he's still solid. But, yeah, if you can sell high on him, I mean, he's putting up wide receiver one numbers right now. If you could sell him as a wide receiver one, doing it all day. 
absolutely all day. And if you need a running back, um, you're, you, you know, sell Robbie Anderson because you're playing with house money here. You know, with people like Chase Edmonds and Robbie Anderson, you didn't draft them very high. You've got your team already laid out before you even grab these guys. If you took Robbie Anderson, you probably took him as a flex at best. So, you know, like I said, you're playing with house money. Go turn it into something. Forming like a wide receiver one, so. Yeah, absolutely. Go sell him as a wide receiver one and rack up, clean up. That's how we win, especially in dynasty leagues here. Uh, we kind of mentioned Gardner Minshew. If you could trade this guy, do it. I know if you if you have a uh, – if you're in a one-quarterback league, you don't have Minshew rostered. But in Superflex leagues, you certainly have him. Every quarterback is rostered. So – uh, first of all, I'd probably try to sell on Minshew if you can get any takers um, because quarterbacks are such a premium in those leagues. But if you are a Minshew owner, I'd probably go pick up a Mike Lennon, you know, while you're at it, uh, just in case. So, you know, that's it for the guys that we, uh, we're selling high on this week. Um, some guys to buy low on. Uh, the first guy I'm going to bring up is Hollywood Brown. We talked about Des Bryant in the beginning of the episode, and it, and if if everything works out with Des, and listen, the Ravens right now they're shopping, man. They are doing what they can um, to get another wide receiver in there, and this is besides Des Bryant, so they're not depending on Des for anything. A report came out with a you know NBC Sports um, came out today that when Baltimore acquired Yannick Ngakwe, they were also trying hard to get Adam Thielen from Minnesota. And as a matter of fact, they kicked the tires on Irv Smith as well because they're looking for another tight end. They're looking for a wide receiver. Uh, You know, they're shopping for a corner, a little bit of help in the secondary. But regardless, I really think Eric DaCosta, and if you listen to my my podcast uh, from Tuesdays, we do the Back Row Ravens show uh, every week, and we talk, we really, really dive deep into this. Eric DaCosta is one of the most proactive um, just imaginative general managers in the NFL right now. And he is, man, he is involved in everything. Um, and I really do believe they're going to bring in a wide receiver there. And what I'm getting at is that's going to help Hollywood Brown. Like we said before, he's their number one receiver. He's five foot nine. He's getting double teamed every single week. But he's still getting a large, large portion of the target share there. I mean, he's by far, uh, if they're throwing it to a wide receiver, it's him. And once they get and acquire another wide receiver, that's going to take a lot of pressure off of him and take a lot of that double coverage off of him as well. And I really think he's going to flourish at that point. And right now, you can buy him low. Whoever took Hollywood Brown, they're not happy with him right now. I promise you. They're not happy with him, and they're probably more than willing to trade him. So if you can go pick him up, jump all over it. Tommy, who do you have? What's a what's a buy-low candidate for you? One of my favorite ones is Denzel Mims. Um, he just came back off, off injury. He played his first game this, this past weekend, and he looked really good. And, and the fact that the, that, that the Jets' offense just isn't very good um, they're going to be looking for playmakers, and he's he's definitely a guy who can make plays. Yeah, and, and the Jets are in sell mode. I was reading some reports today with the trade deadline and everything. They're they're looking to sell just about anyone. I mean, they're they're in the business to trade, and and Jamison Crowder is one of those guys. And and we have an idea for Jamison Crowder later, but I think that Crowder could end up going somewhere. And Brashad Perriman can't stay on the field 
So who the hell else are they going to throw this ball to? And that might be perfect for a Denzel Mims owner out there. Or if he's on your waiver wire in a you know 10 to 12 team league, which he probably is, he might be worth a stash if you can afford it. So there's another guy on that offense. If if Crowder ends up getting traded, uh, Braxton Berrios, um, he's he's quietly been halfway decent too. Yeah, that Jeff Smith guy has been putting up some uh, some points here and there. He's almost like you know one week he does well, the next week he disappears, and then you know it kind of you know, shows up again the following week. So maybe there's a pattern there. We can uh, maybe crack the code and follow that. So now you're talking about that kind of the cracking the code there with uh, with Jeff Thomas at. It's almost like the Eric Ebron formula: one week on, one week off, and productivity. <laughs> exactly. So you got to kind of you got to figure it out. You got to figure out the pattern there. But I'll tell you another guy that I'm I'm trying to buy low on right now. It may not be as successful as say Hollywood Brown, but Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup has been a little bit disappointing this year. And you talk about kind of off and on, you know, one week to the other. Cooper kind of he he Cup just fits that mold right now too. But I really think he's going to start pouring it on a little bit more the second half of the season. And now I'm not saying you can really buy him very, very low. I'm not going to say you're going to get him for pennies on the dollar. But if you can acquire him, if you need help at wide receiver, you got some depth somewhere at tight end or, you know, something like that, try and pick him up. You know, if you can trade a, I don't know, trade another wide receiver to get him. Cooper Cup's going to put up points. He's missed a few passes. I watch his games. And, and I watch those Rams play. If he's caught a pass here and there, I mean, he'd be putting up darn near wide receiver one numbers right now. Um, so he's, he's getting the targets. He's getting um, the looks. Um, they'll start putting it together a little bit better, and he's going to perform. He's going to put up some points. So if you can go get him a little low, I would. I would there. Any, uh, anybody else, Tommy, that you're buying low on if you can? There's a couple of tight ends. Hayden Hurst is one, and another one's uh, Harrison Bryant mm-hmm. for the for the Browns. I, I think both those guys could be uh, by low candidates. Um, Hurst really wasn't getting a whole lot of a whole lot of love to begin the season. Oh my but, gosh! Okay, I'm gonna but, have to stop. I'm gonna have to stop you right there. Curtis Samuel just caught a touchdown. Awesome. Curtis Samuel with a second touchdown of the game on a flea flicker of all things. So, golly almighty. Curtis Samuel, go buy low on him right yeah, now. Yeah, there you go. Curtis Samuel, pro- well, sell high on him right now. Yeah, yeah, you can, yeah. Um, Do what you can. But, yeah, you were talking about uh, uh, Harrison Bryant, right? Yeah, you got Harrison Bryant and Hayden Hurst. Uh, Hayden Hurst wasn't getting, getting a whole lot of love to begin the season, but it seems like he's getting more and more as the season progresses. And Harrison Bryant has looked better than both those other tight ends in, in Cleveland. Um, he David Njoku's been injured and is looking for for a way out of Cleveland, and Austin Hooper wasn't overly impressive prior to being hurt, and he's he, he missed this past week, and Harrison Bryant blew up. So Yeah, Harrison Bryant just looks like a better football player. I mean, Austin Hooper is dependable, he's reliable, but there's nothing that he does exceptionally like well. I mean, he, do, he does everything okay, does everything fine. I'm not saying he's a, he's a turd by any means. He's a damn good tight end, but Harrison Bryant's faster. There's a lot more burst there. He's a little bit more of a threat. And um, with David Njoku wanting out of Cleveland, I think it's just going to open up more opportunities, especially now that they've lost Odell Beckham. Yeah. They're going to have to throw the ball around a little bit more, spread it out. 
And, um, <laughs> hey, Baker's been throwing the ball to Bryant. So, yeah, that's a guy to maybe go pick up. Hayden Hurst I completely agree with. He started a little slow, but watching these last few weeks, they're getting him more and more and more involved. Um, he's another guy that you could probably pick up uh, a little on the cheap. And uh, I think the rest of the way he's going to put up uh, back-end tight-end one numbers, if not high-end tight-end two numbers. And uh, that'll be good good enough each week to get you by. So that, that's some guys um, you know, I t- tend to agree with there. Um, so that kind of does it for this week's buy low and sell highs. Let's, let's kind of talk about real quick uh, – some of the running backs, you know, kind of the sneaky running back plays for this week um, that we would recommend. Uh, who, who do you start with there, Tommy? Who do you have at running back? I mean, listen, I, I'm going to paint the picture for you. I'm, I'm in, you know, I, I've got two injured running backs. I've got a man, I've, you know, Austin Eckler's hurt. Saquon Barkley's hurt. I have Nick Chubb. He's hurt. I've got you know, Chris Carson, he's hurt. I can't play Chase Edmonds or Kenyon Drake because they're on a bye. Give me some running backs here that you can pick up this week that can help you on Sunday. Well, i tell you what. There's two that I really like this week. Um, one, you were talking about about Carson being hurt and possibly being out. It looks like he's going to be a game-time decision, so he may not play. Carlos Hyde has not practiced all week. DJ Dallas would be the next guy right there. Um, DJ Dallas is a... Is going to be a sneaky play this week, especially if Carson doesn't play and if Hyde doesn't play. DJ Dallas will be the lead back there in Seattle. Um, the second guy uh, is Wayne Gallman. Uh, Devonta Freeman has not been very good at all, and Gallman looked really impressive this past weekend and looked excited to be out there. Yeah, Gallman just looks better than Devontae Freeman. I don't know what the hell's wrong with the Giants. I mean, I don't know why they're not giving this guy any love, not any playing time. I mean, I guess because they had Saquon and all, but still, um, why they didn't just try and, you know, use him first here before freaking out and signing Devontae Freeman. I mean, Freeman, yeah, we talked about it last night. Freeman just doesn't look like he wants to be there. He's got his paycheck. He's just kind of, he's just clocking in and clocking out. And, and Wayne Gallman, he's got a lot to play for. He's trying to play for a paycheck. He's trying to win. He's, you know, he's doing what he can. He's kicking, scratching, biting, doing whatever he can, you know, to make a name for himself and, and kind of make that money. So you can see it in his play. And I do agree. That's a nice, nice pickup. You know, like, you, you know, the Seattle thing there with, with Carlos Hyde, Chris Carson, both being questionable. They haven't practiced at all this week. DJ Dallas is a very, very good pickup this week. I'm going to tell you my number one guy, and that's Gio Bernard. Giovanni Bernard's my number one pickup this week. And he was a big, big pickup last week. Don't get me wrong. And I know a lot of people did, but people may have dropped him. You know, he may have gotten dropped yesterday off the waiver wire for some of those people that thought that Mixon would be coming back this Sunday, but it doesn't look like it. You know, Joe Mixon's got a, a foot issue. Foot, foot problems is nothing to play around with when it comes to a running back, and no one really wants to tell what's going on there. We don't know if it's like a plantar fasciitis, Liz Frank. I mean, we don't know what it is, but the bottom line is he's not practicing. Gio Bernard's going to go again this Sunday, and he puts up fantastic numbers, especially in PPR leagues. He's my number one guy, and like I said, he may not be on the waiver wire, but I promise you I've been in a few leagues, uh, you know, in, in several leagues that I'm in right now. People have let him go. 
you know, they let him go yesterday, and I'm going in there. I'm diving in and, you know, putting in some fab money on him, uh, putting in a bid because I'm kind of hurting this week. <laughs> I need running back help, and he he's certainly my number one guy there. Your thoughts? Geo's good. Um, I don't have, have a problem with, with Geo being your, your number one your number one guy this week of it, as far as sneaky running back plays go. Um, he had a good game. He had a good game this past weekend. Um, there's no reason to think he, he won't continue that if he's the lead guy this coming weekend. So Geo's a good play. I tend to agree as we see Hayden Hurst catch a pass in the game here. Hayden Hurst putting up some points. All right. So, you know another running back that I like this week that I promise you is probably on the waiver wire, and that's Gus Edwards. Mm-hmm. Gus Edwards, I mean, Mark Ingram um, is not practicing. He's not looking like he may play this week against Pittsburgh, which means Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins are going to split carries here. And Gus Edwards, is the, he's the banger. And, and they're playing a Pittsburgh defense where they're going to have to just – they're going to have to play tough, and they're going to have to run that ball up the middle. And they're, try, they're going to have to keep that Pittsburgh offense off the field, and they're going to have to control the clock. And, and Gus Edwards is the guy that can do that. And I think he is a very, very good play this week, especially if Mark Ingram's not playing. I'm not touching him if Ingram does play, but if Ingram is out, if he's ruled out, Gus Edwards is a fantastic play this week because, I mean, you're talking goal line carries. You know, yep. He might be able to get you a touchdown or two. Um, so really, really looking forward to seeing what happens there. You got any other guys? What's up? What's the best way to neutralize a great pass rush? A good running game. Absolutely. And Gus Edwards can, can, can bang with the best of them. Yeah, I mean, he's a poor man's Derrick Henry. I mean, he's just a north-south guy, a little old school, and people don't like to tackle him. Baltimore uses him primarily in the fourth quarter. Just he's their hammer. He's their closer. He's their Mariano Rivera, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they bring him in to close out the game, and nobody likes messing with him. Oh, yeah. He's tough uh, to tackle. Yeah, absolutely. You got any other guys, any other sneaky running back plays this week? I know I got another one. Um, if you're if if you're in a pinch and you're and you're starting Frank Gore, um, I'd look at Lamichael Piron over over Frank Gore. To be honest with you, um, the other guy in, who, who's in that backfield, um, Piron, I, I think is more, is obviously more explosive than what Gore is. Uh, Gore Absolutely. is two or three yards in a cloud of dust, and that's really all you're going to get out of him. Yeah, LaMichael Pirine, I, I certainly agree. I think, you know, the, the Jets have kind of come out, you know, Adam Gase has come out and said that he wants to see, he wants to get the ball more in Pirine's hands. He wants to see what he has there. And um, Frank Gore's not your, your pass-catching back. He's not a third-down guy. And the Jets, who are they playing on Sunday? They're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. So let's just say they might be playing from behind, Okay. LaMichael Pirine is going to get a shit ton of garbage time here, I believe. And um, that's just fantasy gold. I mean, especially in PPR leagues. And that's what we really rank everything on anyways is full point PPR. So I certainly would get him in your lineup. It's not going to be pretty for probably the first half of the game. Uh, but that second half where they're just playing from behind, um, they'll probably pull Frank Gore and Pirine. They're just going to wear him out. Uh, that's what I really, really think. So, I don't know. You know, we were talking about the Carlos Hyde, Chris Carson thing, these game-time decision type things, uh, you know, a, a few minutes ago. 
Another team, the San Francisco 49ers have had, they've got a little issue going on this week. Tevin Coleman, he's been activated from the IR. I'm not sure if he's going to be ready to go on Sunday. They may just sprinkle him in a little bit. But if he's a full, full on go, I promise you he's out there on the waiver wire. Go snatch him up because we know what that offense is capable of, especially the running game. But if they rule him out or if they say, you know, he's going to play a backup role to Jermichael Hasty, then go get Hasty. You get go grab one of these guys because one of them's going to get a lot of action this coming weekend. So, I agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that's our that's our sneaky running back plays for the week. Uh, hope some of them are available in your leagues. You go out there and pick them up and, um, you know, use them this weekend, and we hope it uh, helps you win some games. So let's get to the kind of, you know, the main event of this episode here, man. Let's talk about, you know, some trade rumors that, you know, the NFL trades that we see happening and some trades that we'd like to see happen. So give me someone there, Tommy. Give me a player that you want to see get traded or you maybe see you think will get traded. Um, I mentioned Jamison Crowder earlier. Um, yeah. I think this is as good time of any to mention a possible deal for him. Um, send him to the Colts. I think that that would be a great fit there for Indianapolis. Um, their wide receiver situation has not been good this year. Uh, T.Y. Hilton has been non-existent for the last two seasons. Pitt, uh, Michael Pittman's been injured. Uh, he's set to come off IR, possibly come off IR here soon, maybe. Um, and then Paris Campbell really, pretty much the same thing, been, been injured. and I mean, just kind of been, they've been looking at um, Zach Pascal as kind of their main pass catcher there. Yeah, which is, I've seen people pick him up in uh, – <laughs> In leagues, which has been rough, man. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so uh, yeah, I think Jameson Crowder would, would would be a tremendous fit there in Indy. I do, I do agree because T.Y. Hilton, man, he's toast. He's done. He hasn't been uh, fantasy relevant in three years. Um, so yeah, I think that's a great, great uh, place. Now, I, I don't want to take the cheap road here because I, I made this list. Uh, let's say Monday and Tuesday, a little bit uh, yesterday. But I'm going to tell you, uh, Monday when I first made this list, I had Will Fuller going to the Packers. And since then, uh, yesterday, there was some reports out there saying that the Packers have been talking with the Texans about Will Fuller. And I think there isn't a better place for Will Fuller to end up. I don't think there's a better wide receiver that the Packers could get. So I think that's a match made in heaven, and it needs to get done Golly, Aaron Rodgers needs another guy. And Will Fuller, he's scary. And he's healthy this year, which is even scarier. So Yeah, whenever whenever Fuller's on the field, he plays like a like a wide receiver one. Uh his problem is always he hadn't been able to, be, to stay on the field. So if he could if he could stay healthy, if he goes if that Packers deal comes to fruition, then that that looks like a pretty good deal. Yeah, that would be great because the, the the Texans are in sell mode, man. You know, I I read a report just a few minutes ago, actually, before we went on the air, that they said that basically everybody on their team is available except for four players. I don't know who those four players are. Um, if I was running things there, I, everybody would be available except for two players, and that's Deshaun Watson and Laramie Tunsil. Everybody else, come and get them. Come and get them. They need picks. They need to rack up so many picks. 
you know, go sell, sell, sell if I'm them. So, well, they don't they don't have a first or a second round pick in this in this upcoming draft. So that could be yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're probably and there there's not a damn person on their team that's going to get them a first round pick or even a second no. round pick. Uh, no. You know, well, with the exception of Tunsil or, or Watson, right? So. But if they can if they can accumulate more third and fourth round picks, then that's going to help them out. Yep. So I mentioned earlier about Adam Thielen. Give me your thoughts on Adam Thielen because I have seen the Browns, man, the Cleveland Browns, from what I'm reading over the, this week, man, they're trying to make things happen left and right. They're out well, there trying to pick up guys. They've lost Odell Beckham. I've seen them look at pass rush, uh, corners, linebackers, wide receivers, and I've seen Adam Thielen's name brought up to the Browns quite a few times. What's your thoughts there? There's several places you could send Adam Thielen to. The Browns, the Ravens, Indy, San Francisco. Um, there, there's quite a few places you'd be able to to you see Adam see, yeah. Thielen go. There's, to. there's 31 other teams you could send him to, and he's going to make them better. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right, but but those are, those are probably those main teams, you know, Browns, Ravens. Colts and 49ers I I can see all four of those teams making making a major play for him yeah I think and and this is the time I mean the Vikings aren't winning anything their defense has just gotten jacked up you know with the loss of all their pass rush they traded Yannick Ngakwe which I called that trade by the way uh you know probably about two weeks ago I thought that he would get traded to the Ravens I thought that uh, Minnesota knows they're out of it and they need to recoup some of that draft capital that they traded for him so I kind of, uh, kind of look like the, you were begging for the Ravens to make a deal for Ngakwe back in the off season. Oh yeah, and he even said, you know, in his interviews that he he ultimately thought he was going to end up in Baltimore. I mean, he's a Maryland guy, he's young, he's twenty five years old. His best years are in front of him, and you know, he's got five sacks already this year. And that was he was getting double teamed because they didn't have any other pass rush there. Daniel Hunter was not there. Uh, I can't wait to see the you know this defense with him in it. My gosh, I'll tell you another one I called, and I think I called it last week too. That was Antonio Brown to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Remember when I said that? Yep. Yep. We were I talking called. about that last. We, we we discussed that last week on. on yeah, we were thinking. You know, listen, he's coming. You know, he the name was floating around out there. People were talking about the Ravens or talking about the Packers or you know mentioned a few other teams. And I thought if he comes back this year. He's coming back, and he's going to play with Tom Brady, and he's going to go to Tampa, and that's exactly what happened. So I got one out of 100 there, I suppose, so I'll take credit for it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, and Matt Ryan's running for a touchdown, and he runs for a touchdown. Wow, Matt Ryan runs for about a seven-yard touchdown. Interesting. Anyway, man, what's another? What's another guy? You know, what's another trade you could see happening? Well, we were foreshadowing it earlier when we were talking about Hollywood Brown. Um, I think Mike Williams to the Ravens would be a mm. tremendous deal. Mm. Love it. Love it. You were I, talking about how how Des Bryant goes up and wins those 50-50 balls. Yeah. Mike Williams is probably the best the best wide receiver in the NFL at that at that right now. So And and that's you know, I talked about that in 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 my back row Ravens show the other night. I talk, you know, my co-host Blake Ramey and I, we were talking about, you know, wide receivers we could be bringing in, and there's a lot of Ravens fans out there that are talking about Julio Jones and, 
you know, talking, uh, you know, they're talking about Kenny Galladay. I mean, all these, I, I, I got to be realistic here. We're not getting any of those guys. I certainly don't want Marvin Jones in Baltimore. I don't think he adds anything to the table. He can't stay on the field, first of all. But, man, I'll tell you, Mike Williams is, that is realistic. And, and like you said, those 50-50 balls, I don't know if there's anybody better in the NFL right now at, at that. And he is, he, he is perfect exactly what they need and i would love to see that move happen there well, well he's a tall rangy downfield target who who goes up and fights for for those 50 50 balls so he'd be perfect there mm, you just got me a little excited mentioning that man just <laughs> just me picturing that you know moving forward it just makes me awful gooey all right yeah here's another one let me ask you how cool this is now now me being a big big ravens fan I don't even know where to go with this because I'm trying to think outside the box. I'm not going to act like I'm a big Ravens fan. I'm just an NFL fan at this moment, okay? What about J.J. Watt to the Steelers? I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it as a Ravens fan, but we're talking about Houston being open for business. Hopefully, J.J. Watt's not one of those four guys that's untouchable, but he probably is now that they've mentioned that, but... Man, J.J. Watt to the Steelers to go reunite with his brothers, man. Be, be playing with Derek and T.J. And, and playing in that Steelers, you know, get a draft pick. Maybe get a couple of draft picks for him. Let him go play in that. I mean, I don't want to see it as a Ravens fan, but as a just a football fan, that would be so damn cool to see J.J. Watt in some Steelers gear playing opposite. You know, having T.J. Watt and J.J. Watt coming after your ass is pretty scary with Bud Dupree and you got Cameron Hayward, uh, Stephon Ste- Tewitt. Stephon yeah. Tewitt. Yeah, man. I don't want to see it as a Ravens fan, but, man, that would be really, really cool. And I think it's realistic. I think it absolutely could happen. And uh, that would be one of the coolest damn things that would happen before the trade deadline there. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's 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 one deal I, I would be rooting to, ha- to happen. Um I'm I'm not a Steelers fan. I'm a Cowboy fan, but seeing the seeing what go to the Steelers to go there and try to win a Super Bowl there with his brothers would be a pretty cool sight. That would be that would be so neat. That would be really really <laughs> cool. I'll tell you, give give me another one of yours. Give me another uh, another trade you could see happening. Well, you're talking about Houston uh, trading off those wide receivers. Why not somebody like Brandon Cooks to the Eagles? Perfect. Eagles are looking for wide receiver help. Brandon Cooks seems to bounce from team to team. He may as well go join his 16th team. Let's go to the Eagles. Yeah, I think that's perfect. They need help. That division's wide open. They're getting healthier by the week, but we still don't know what to expect out of Alshon Jeffrey. I said it a couple of weeks ago. Okay, Deshaun Jackson's coming back. Big friggin' deal. He's just going to get hurt again. And what the hell happened? He came back and he got hurt again the first friggin' game back. And the same thing's probably going to happen with Alshon. You know, it's probably going to happen there. I mean, Travis Fulgham has been a blessing. Uh, and, and Zach Ertz hasn't been utilized. And now he's hurt. Dallas Goddard's still on the shelf. Um, coming back soon, though. He is coming back soon, but still, I mean, Brandon Cooks to the Eagles makes a whole bunch of sense. Houston, like we said, they're in sell mode. They're trying to piece off. They're trying to get as much draft capital as they can, and that right there is one of the more perfect trade scenarios I can think of and, and, and you can think of as well. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to one-up you here, I think. What about A.J. Green to the 49ers? 
We all know that he wants out, and, and he doesn't look like he's part of the future there in Cincinnati. So why not send him off? I mean, every, dude, it's T, it's the T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd show there. Uh, A.J. Green, bro, you're, you're old, you're, you're done. We need to ship you off. And, and why not to the 49ers? They're, they're getting killed at wide receiver right now. Um, another Debo's hurt again. Yep, exactly. And I think that he, he's kind of that 50-50 guy, too, that can go up there and get the contest those balls. So yeah. I think that would be a good, good deal. I think San Francisco would be more than willing to, to bring him on. And, and I don't think that you'd have to give up a whole lot to bring in A.J. Green because, I mean, he's not he doesn't cost much. You know, he's not got a big contract in front of him. I think he's a free agent after this year. Yeah. So I, another guy, another guy who I was thinking to the 49ers would be somebody like Kenny Stills. We're talking about the about the Texans selling off wide receivers. Kenny Stills would would work would work in San Francisco also. Yeah, yeah, he's not being used a whole lot there in in Houston, and you know Kenny Stills could end up uh, that that might be one of the more quiet trades that we see here. Um, but I'll tell you another one. Um, here's another one to me that just sounds perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Golden Tate to the Saints, to the New Orleans Saints, Golden Tate. He is exactly what they have in in Michael Thomas, uh, what they hope they had out of Emmanuel Sanders, but he is that short route guy, and he, he's got all the yards after the catch, and that's their offense. I mean, Drew Brees isn't heaving the ball down the field anymore. I think he fits that 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 offense perfectly. What do you think about Golden Tate to the Saints? I think Tate to the Saints could work. Um, once Michael Thomas comes back, if he even does this season, I, I, w- I would expect him to, but sometimes you just never know. Well, they said he 20. returned to practice today, so we'll see right. how that goes. Um, but if, if you're sending Tate to the Saints, I think he kind of has to work the opposite side of the field. Um I wouldn't necessarily put him in the slot next to Michael Thomas. No, but I think they could get – I mean, it's Sean Payton. He, he's more than creative. Yeah, you can get creative with it. Definitely. Absolutely. But I think Golden Tate just fits that offense perfectly. You know, he's a guy that can run a, a short route. You can get the ball to him. He's going to pick up some yards after the catch, and that's exactly what their offense kind of revolves around there. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Give, give me another one. Give me a – man, we're hot right now. Give me one. Yeah, um, we're talking talk about David Njoku earlier. Yeah, let's ship him off. Uh, Where send at? him to the car- send, send him to Arizona. Let's go to the Cardinals with him. Mm, I like that. I like um, that. I, I think he, I think he could he could open up the middle of the of the field there for Arizona. Um, he could really stretch the middle of the field there. Um, something that uh, Dan Arnold can't do. Um, it looks like the Cardinals kind of want to get a tight end involved there. So David Njoku seems to be a good fit. I think that is perfect. David Njoku to the Cardinals makes a lot of sense. That they have been using Dan Arnold um, quite a bit, um, and and he would just be another threat for them. And and they probably wouldn't have to give up a whole lot. I don't know the the Browns seem to be a little greedy, a little stingy, a little stubborn when it comes to David Njoku. But he wants out. He still wants out. Um, so I think the Cardinals is a perfect fit for him too man we've come up with some really really good ones i'm gonna tell you some of these players getting traded around i mean i'm trying to think of some other ones um you know maybe some defensive players i know that the washington football team's been looking for a safety to replace uh landon collins and i'll tell you i don't think there's a better one out there that could be had than harrison smith of the vikings Mm -hmm. 
Harrison Smith would would you know he's a great box safety that can make some plays and 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 I think he'd be a perfect fit in Washington and like we said it gets the the Vikings a little bit more drafts you know some more draft picks there so uh, that's what they're looking to do they're they're looking to sell off what about Stephon Gilmore to the Raiders what's your thoughts about that I mean, That'd be the, interesting. Yeah, the Patriots are in sell mode. I mean, that's all come out now. They're they're one of the teams that's selling as well. And who the hell wouldn't want Gilmore? And that sounds like a Raiders move all day. I mean, he he was the defensive player of the year last year. So I mean, there's any team would be lucky to have him. Yeah, I tend to agree there. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at stuff, see if there's any more news, any more trade stuff out here, and. I'm not seeing anything there, but yeah, I think that uh, I think uh, Gilmore would make any team better. But I think a team's going to have to give up a lot of draft. Yeah, they're going to probably give up a first round pick to even acquire him. And uh, I think the Raiders are a type of team that would do that. Um, well, and, and and the Raiders could could be contenders um, if, if if they solidified that defense a little bit more. I think I think they have a pretty decent pass rush. Um, they got that pretty decent linebackers there also so why not solidify the back end of that defense and and make it to where you're able to contend to compete against the chiefs i mean give a know? first rounder for him i mean listen yeah. what are you what are you hoping to get out of a first round pick anyway if you're looking at corner you're hoping a guy you're hoping to get yeah. a, a corner that's going to be productive in the league and if you can take that first rounder and get possibly the best corner in the league uh yeah. duh yeah well, you do you jump on that all day well they've already beaten the chiefs once this year so yeah. they're they're obviously able to compete with with the best teams. So why not go out there and, and make yourself a Super Bowl contender? Yeah, I mean that. I think that's a, that's a good idea there as well. Well, man, I'll tell you what. I think that's it for today's show. Um, we want to thank everybody for listening to us, and and be sure to check us out at DynastyProsFootball.com. We got a lot of great content on there. A lot of great articles. We do. You know, we, we do an article every week just kind of keeping up with the rookies. It's called the Rookie Watch. Um, so you don't have to look up everything in your league. You can pull up that article and see every good rookie this, you know, and what they've done uh, the previous week and what they're doing for the season. we got a lot of good stuff there. Uh, make Steve sure Hughes you, does a really good job with that as well. Yeah, Steve does a great job. We're, we're really lucky to have him. Um, also, you know, keep an eye out for our show, our waiver wire show, the Dynasty Pros waiver wire show. Tommy and Levi Ellis do that show every Monday night. We're probably the first uh, waiver wire show. Uh, you know, we try to get out as early as we can because we know Tuesday is a busy day with people making claims, uh, making waiver wire moves, whatnot, making even making trades. So, you know, Tommy, you and you and Levi do a fantastic job, um, kind of letting people know who to pick up. But you really do a good job of letting people know you know, who's safe to drop, you know, like don't freak out. You can go ahead and drop this guy, you know, <clears throat> Zach Ertz anyways. So <laughs> we're not going that far with it yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you, you definitely do a great job and, and keep an eye out because Levi does a, a, an article every week, just like any other web fantasy football website. He does our waiver wire uh, article each week called the wire. We get that out on Mondays as well. We want to get this content um, to all of you out there as soon as humanly possible. So, you know, we do thank you for uh, listening to the show. But with all that being said, um, I'm Bob. He's Tommy. Thanks for listening to the show. And everyone, please, please, please stay safe out there.